Welcome to another episode of Be Now. It's the show where nothing needs to happen because it's already happening. Be happening. Yeah, yeah. The, the spiritual realm is more has more of an influence, a bigger influence on this physical world, this physical plane, than people realize. Like so for so for instance, to acknowledge that you are that source that breathes the breath, moves and breathes all creation into being. That means all this is a part of you. That means when there's something that you encounter that you don't like, you have to embrace it, relax, and open to what is wanting to happen. Yeah, yeah. We know that healing happens by relaxing and allowing, mm. right? For the pain to go away, for the, for the body to heal, there has to be an acknowledgement of the pain, a letting go of control, forcing, willing, effort, an acknowledgement of what is needed and opening to a source, a creative intelligence for us to allow that to happen. Or just even just noting how to open up the source, you just have to surrender and just be with it without judgment, without attachment or aversion. That invokes the presence as well, that mindfulness, that state of mindfulness. And then healing starts to happen, the centering happens, the body works better, starts to heal itself. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, Jerome Gross. I'm so glad to have you on, man. How are you feeling? I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here and share about energy healing, intuitive reading, mind-body fitness, meditation, yeah, mm-hmm. yoga, whatever it is. What, what do you want to know, man? What is it that you want to know? I want to know everything. Um, actually, the reason I'm excited to have you on is because um, – uh, you've been one of my older teachers for a while, man, through thick and thin, guided me through. And yeah, like a friend, a mentor, all that, all that jazz. And mm, yeah, it, it's nice to have this chat, you know? Right. For listeners who uh, don't know your, you know, your background, your story, just briefly, maybe do a self-intro. All right. So, so basically, I'm Anthony Jerome Rose, and I just started this um started on my journey probably about since 90 i would say my two my first class my first healing class in 93 and it was a technique called pranic healing that's what i first started it actually doing healings and i had been running track and field in the university and i had strained my hamstring and it was there all summer in the summers i would i would go to india I would go travel and I would try to look for masters and teachers. At the time, my teacher was Satyasai Baba, who I feel and still feel at the time, he was probably the most powerful being on the planet, meaning fully embodying that universal creative intelligence source and being able to express that not only in his character, in his words, in his wisdom, and in his lifestyle, but also in his in his city's ability to heal, manifest, change lives by his intention and help people. I mean, everything you think of that you hear that masters and teachers do, they're done, he's done. How did you get in contact with him? That was through my mom. So my mom, uh, it was through my mom's journey. She went through a healing journey of her own. And so 
his his teachings and stuff was around me. So that was the beginning. So I guess in the very beginning, it was my mom. And um, through my mom being in contact with some teachers here, I've been interested in learning from other masters and teachers, healing. That's how I got in, connected with this healing uh, technique. And then I just took all the courses from all these various teachers, mainly, mainly energy healing. And I had a teacher that told me if I wanted to really learn how to heal, I need to learn how to heal, not with just energy work. Learn how to do it, do a complete healing with energy healing, meaning just using the chi, your intention and imagery and intuitive, intuitive ability to heal a person. But you also have to know how to heal with the mind, using meditation, neurolinguistic programming, spiritual counseling, and also know how to heal with nutrition and herbs, how to heal with breathing and um, body work. And so that was the blueprint right there. And uh, body work and how to heal with movement. Well, my major was physical education, fitness and training, teaching and coaching. So that would fit right in. And I was an athlete. I was really pretty aware of my body and good body awareness and stuff like that. So I just took that as my curriculum throughout my whole life. I was always on the weekends and on breaks. And I still I take a course in training. And so I've learned um, my first job, my first business was hypnotherapy and energy healing and personal training, speed development actually for athletes to get faster. And by using those, my practice grew and taking other techniques, I started to blend them into the hypnosis, the counseling, spiritual counseling, and apply them to all various different types of things. I work with people from athletes to get better, football, basketball, volleyball, track and field to people who have serious aches, pains, illnesses, chronic conditions, mm. physically, um, people with depression, eating disorders, worked um, with uh, psychologists who we would work in tandem and, and share clients and work in different ways. They would do their techniques and I would use hypnotherapy and energy work and various things like that. Mm. So that led me, so that curriculum though, led me to take, to learn about yoga, meditation, Meditation, different various meditation, mindfulness, different ways to do pranayama, how to work with the chi and qigong, develop my intuitive and psychic abilities, all the way till now. And then now I use a the technique. I I call it. I give it a name. I gave it a name called enlightened ways of being energetics because it's just not one technique. It's my own blend, and I teach it to people. And what I just shared with you earlier you know, the muscle testing is one of the ways I teach people to assess what issues are. And then the meditation that we just did, it's kind of like a minute that walkthrough of that process. You can feel the spine align. Mm. That's one of the ways you make the correction to the issues that come up, whether it be an ache or a pain, heart disease, to recruit the body's ability to heal itself. You know, one yeah. thing you told me a while ago that stayed with me, and, you know, you've told me a lot of things and, you know, like one thing kind of sticks out for whatever reason. Right. Because what you just said about uh, energy correction and alignment, because it sounds like what you're doing is, is a kind of a holistic approach to energy healing and, and mm -hmm. just self-awareness generally, right? 
like you you are the correction you are the energy correction instead of imposing we are man we are yeah. the correction yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what you said so, yes uh yes yeah, so I'm, I'm curious about like your healing journey because you've been on this path for some time and i'm sure you've had your surprises and encounters that could sort of open your eyes to new things i wonder what's what's been some of your surprise moments and like doing this this healing work you know what i've learned okay every time there's a shift it comes in waves i can't say that there's like one thing that um uh, the surprise moments they come and shift sometimes they come just by myself working on myself like oh that's what that is mm. you know um or working on somebody else i've been doing the same thing for so long but then i'll find a, a nuance i'll discover a nuance in the practice that i wasn't as aware of before yeah. i think the last time you came to my class uh the thing that that i was that, that came forward to me came forward for me in my practice was that how simple healing could be okay as i told you about the muscle testing now our natural state of compassion and empathy that all beings have, well, we're already tuning forks to what is imbalance and what is not imbalance. And so as I tune into you right now, if I, and I notice what my, how my body feels like, and then I tune into you, I could feel my body change. What do you feel? Now, as soon as I feel my body, yeah. okay, so like right now, I just tune into what my own body feels like. Now, I don't have to be in deep meditation. I'm just aware of how I'm feeling in the moment. But when if I expand you to include you into my feeling, I feel different. Now, that different is not a small thing. So right now, what I'm feeling, that I feel my heart open. I feel my t stomach tight, but my heart is open. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel my mind, you know, turning, you know, mm -hmm. thinking or not thinking, but I can feel a little activity. So all that I'm going to do, all I'm going to do for the healing, and let me know if you feel the shift. Just right now, just notice what your body feels like. All of that, I'm just going to relax until I can think of you and feel you. I'm just going to relax. I'm not even going to send energy. I'm just going to relax until when I can think of you, Aria, and be totally relaxed. So I'll tell you when I'm there and tell me what you feel. Mm -hmm. All right. What do you notice? Did you feel this? Did something change in the sensation in the body? The silence in general, yeah, relaxes the mind for me. And I felt a tingly sensation in my right elbow for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that right there was the, was, was the correction. Now, I didn't even send the correction. So if you had an ache or a pain or something, if a person has ache or pain, and I just did that process, it would like to soften. It would like to diminish that discomfort mm -hmm. just by that. Now, I didn't even send the energy. Now, that was, a, that was a revelation. You asked me what was some of the things that like, you know. So I realized that the ability to embrace your experiences, whether your own experiences or embracing other people in your, in your circle and being able to relax. Mm. 
while you're with them, but fully engaged, you are creating a healing presence with them. That they will feel it, they can actually feel the shift. They may not know that that's what's happening, right. but the shift will happen. So, so would you consider yourself? I mean, I think you do, but you consider yourself a spiritual person, a spiritual being, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we are all spiritual. Yeah, we, we are all that our very nature is spiritual and material too, yeah. <laughs> and physical. Our, our very nature is spiritual, and, and to not acknowledge that is to is to cut ourselves off from a greater part of our evolution, our you know, of our being. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with the same line of thought in that, yeah, we're having a human experience. You know, we're yeah, spiritual in essence. What do you think? Because because uh, you're around spiritual healers and 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 such people around yourself, and what do you feel is a uh, a big misconception about being on a spiritual path. Hmm. I see people on different different wavelengths and different uh, parts of the journey. I, I meet people who are spiritual to a point, and then after that, got to get real, as they say, and deal with the real world. Mm. And that's how they deal, and that's how they move into the world. You know, then they got to get, you know. Mm. Um, myself, and I don't know if there's a misconception there. I'll just say, I think from the outside looking in at me, people would say I might be a little bit out there <laughs> if they really, because I do feel like that the spiritual realm is more has more of an influence, a bigger influence on this physical world. This physical plane mm. than people realize. Like so for so for instance, to acknowledge that you are that source that breathes the breath, moves and breathes all creation into being. That means all this is a part of you. That means when there's something that you encounter that you don't like, you have to embrace it, relax, and open to what is wanting to happen. But the uh I should say mainstream or People that are not there yet with that with that experience, the fight or flight response will kick in to guard and protect, to tighten up, to not want to experience. And um, and and that's and if there is something that they want in the world, from that point of view, that they have to try to go and get it. Like you just have to Google motivation, and and you know go on YouTube and and put in YouTube and look up motivation. You get all these motivation videos. Right talking about you got to hustle and grind you know you got to keep going you got to force it you got to make it happen and okay you could do that but we know that healing happens by relaxing and allowing mm. right for the pain to go away for the for the body to heal there has to be an acknowledgement of the pain a letting go of control, forcing, willing, effort. Mm. An acknowledgement of what is needed and opening to a source, a creative intelligence for us to allow that to happen. Or just even just noting how to open up the source, you just have to surrender and just be with it without judgment, without attachment or aversion. That invokes the presence as well, that mindfulness, that state of mindfulness. 
And then healing starts to happen. The centering happens. The body works better. starts to heal itself. Now, that, that model also works for your health, not only for your health, but for your fitness, for your finances, your career, your relationships. Because any one of those, if you're forcing it, it's going to be imbalance. There's going to be a part of you that's mm-hmm. pushed to the side, that's not acknowledged. Anytime you force without first acknowledging that source and feeling, you're going you're gonna to have to push away a part of you to do it. Like, let's say, okay, you want to get up. You say, okay, I'm going to start to work out. And you say, but there's a part of you doesn't want to work out. So you're going to try to force yourself to get up. So here's how you do it. You got to tune into that part of you doesn't want to work out. Relax and be with it and see how it needs to be. What is it wanting that it's not getting? What does it feel like it's not going to get? Mm. It needs some nurturing. Acknowledge it. And you're going to open up to the energy to accomplish the workout and then wait for it. Now, once you feel it come, it's gonna well up within you. And when it wells up within you, you're gonna be compelled to work out. Now you can engage your willful effort because you're getting it, your whole being is ready, willing, able, deserving, desiring, can see it, imagine that your, your whole being is ready mm. versus mm. trying to fight yourself to do something. We have, to, we have to embrace, they call it embracing the shadow side or embracing the inner child, mm-hmm. embracing the, the pain that, right. you know, this caused the, you know, but. We are, like, we're creatures of, of habits in a way. And like, yeah, there's a, a lot of um, attention gone towards like motivational stuff and hustle and grind and, and forcing it and pushing things. And maybe there's a place. Right. Um, it's not the discount any of that, but there's also, yeah, there's some acknowledgement about a habit. When you're in a habit, you're just doing that. It's the hustle and grind, even if it's like detrimental to your relationships or like fitness, <laughs> or so on, right? Like, uh, like make right. shift. Isn't that kind of like the essence of spiritual practice? It's like you're constantly shifting, is, would, would you say? You have to stay present and feel what is, what is honest and what is real and listen to that and follow that and that's that, that is the practice and so the shift can happen you know that's how you stay fresh and original and and creative you know mm. like in the beginning but but i think the challenge is a lot of people don't trust that you know they don't trust the that that inner guidance that's coming like oh that's what i should do because the model is not out there for them to do that you know, they can't see how it's going to work out. Hmm. And, um, and so they don't, they may not move in that way. They're going to be moved because the, the fight or flight response is going to kick in. The fight or, fly, fight or flight response kicks in because the identity is resting again in the, from the perspective is me against the world. This individual self is against the world and is not connected to the whole. Hmm. And so that's how that, as soon as we shift to relaxing, opening, and, ide- and shifting our, pers- our identity to being that source, there's nothing to fight. There's nothing to fight. Everything has the purpose, and we're gonna we're just gonna open to the guidance and how we are how we're guided to move. And that's the only thing that you can do. Otherwise, you know, you're 
you know, willfully. I speak like that because from the point of view of, of an athlete, I've been on both, you know, there's both sides. I've been on running track and playing football, you know, you, you willfully trying to, as, as a, in a willful effort and, and to try to score a, a touchdown or, a, or win the race, you know, that's a perfect example of a hustle and grind, no matter what, ah, make it happen. But any, any uh, athlete, they don't even have to be a great athlete. Any athlete that'll tell you that they had their best performance mm. will tell you that they were in a flow. Right. There was a certain of relaxation there. Now there was willful, there was a power in the movement, you know, winning that race. There was, you know, strength. But it was coming from a deeper, more profound place. It was different. It's not all about forcing. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't force. You can't, you can't use the willful effort, but it has to be married with uh, an inner guidance. That's going to be your compass, not the intellect that tells you that's what I'm supposed to do. So I got to do it. I'm going to force it to happen. That's all going to be weighed in there against the inner guidance first then the intellect, and then, then the willful effort. Because otherwise, if you just do that willful effort, like I said, there's going to be a part of you that's going to be left behind. It's going to be neglected. And then not only that, a lot of times, there's going to be somebody else externally in the environment we're not going to be sensitive to. Because that inner guidance is coming from then is connected to the source is all there is that moves and breathes all life, causing trees to grow, flowers to bloom, earth to turn. And if I'm just, and so if I'm moving from that place, I'm moving in harmony and balance with that mm. versus I need to make some money. How do you need to make some money? I'm going to go, boom, okay. We're going to put a pipeline. Put a mm. pipeline here. We're going to make all this money. We're going to put a pipeline. Right. And, you know, we ins- you're insensitive to the folks. <laughs> Yeah. Whose land it belongs to, you know, focus on making the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned a few times this the fight or flight, this lizard brain part of the brain that final thoughts on sort of uh, acknowledging this fight or flight and, and steering it in a positive path. You have to acknowledge it. It does it has, has its purpose, it has its place. Mm-hmm. It has its place. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it's linked into that source within us. Um, but I, there is a place I feel inside where that's not the predominant mode of operating. If you can, if you can do the inner practice, that's why I tell you it was important to have a an inner practice, um, a sadhana, a spiritual practice is strong enough and deep deep enough to go to the core of our being, to dehypnotize all the limited thinking, limiting perceptions, the fears. The traumas that get stuck into the nervous system and the pet, you know, and uh, and all of that, limiting beliefs and perceptions, and go to the core of our being, and for whatever it is we're wanting, in the moment of a crisis, we can open to source. And so then, when we're opening, we're opening to grace. So that fight or flight shifts over from that, from that fight or flight, mm-hmm. to the nervous system shifting over to relax and open to grace. That's an enlightened way of being. Yeah. And it will not only serve you, it'll serve anyone that comes into your circle. Just as we, it, it, as an energetic, uh, energetically, the healing will happen. Whoever comes into your circle, whatever is wanting, relax. 
mm. and open and allow grace to come through. Thanks so much, Jerome, for sitting down with me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I just feel uh, much more grounded just after talking with you. I hope, uh, hope everything uh, pans out in America, and I hope uh, you have a nice, um, it's, it's your morning, it's your nighttime right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm about to go eat. I all can right. smell the food cooking. <laughs> all right, enjoy your dinner. I'll talk to you soon, all right?